I will not make age an issue of this campaign. I am not going to exploit for political purposes my opponent's youth and inexperience. Understanding our democracy, one podcast at a time. This is the show about politics. Here's your host, Nate. So kids like us, we're too young to vote, but that doesn't mean we can't get involved in politics. Several teenagers who aren't even old enough to vote are running for state office in Kansas, including 17-year-old Jack Bergeson of Wichita, he's a Democrat, and 17-year-old Tyler Ruzik. Tyler Ruzik just became the second, count him, second high schooler to join the race for Kansas governor and the first running as a Republican. During the 2018 Kansas governor race, there were kids in both parties looking to make a difference in their state. So what was it like to run for governor? Let's meet our guest, Jack, and find out. Welcome to the show about politics, Jack. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Yes, my name is Jack Bergeson, and I ran for the governorship of Kansas in 2018 in the Democratic primary. And I helped advocate for the issues I believed in and tried to get young people involved in politics. And I think we were somewhat successful. So how did you come up with the idea to run for governor? Um, this is an interesting story. I was home and, you know, I was kind of just on Wikipedia and I managed to come across an article that listed all of the different states' requirements to run for office. And I went down to Kansas and then there it said none, as in there were no requirements. And so at that point, I, you know, became really interested at running. I thought it kind of sparked a part of me in the ring. I was like, oh, you know, I should run. That would be amazing. Um, my first motivation was to get young people involved. I think that's always the most important thing in a democracy. And I believe this was a good way to do that, you know, kind of show that politics can be for everyone, that it's not just for people that are already powerful and already rich, that it can be anybody of any age or, you know, from any economic background. Um, that was my motivation to run. And then also, you know, I wanted to kind of help shape the dialogue of the state. So what was it like? You couldn't even vote for yourself and... What was it like going out there for the first time? It was a great experience, even though I was younger than anyone else really had ever run before. A lot of people did really take interest in my ideas and took me seriously. And even if they did end up voting for me, I think a lot of people did value my contribution to the conversation. So most people really did take you seriously then? A lot of people did. You know, I was invited to participate in a lot of events. You know, there were many, many times I shared the stage with my fellow Democratic candidates, which included, you know, a state senator, a former state secretary of agriculture, a former mayor of a large city. And also I did participate in two televised debates. And oftentimes the people I talked to, you know, voters, they seem to think that I was providing a valuable contribution to the conversation. So I think the fact that I was included in a lot of these types of events that usually are only given to people that are seen as serious, I think really does go to the point that I was put on the same level as everybody else. And so how did you advertise and get people to hear what you were saying? And how did you get them to listen to you? 
Um, there were multiple ways I did this. One was, you know, like I was saying earlier, the television debates, I think, were a big plus. You know, I was on the same platform as the rest of the candidates, and I was given my time to speak. And there was also a lot of local events that either would invite just me to speak or would invite, you know, all the Democratic candidates to speak or even participate in a question and answer session. So there would be a lot of local events where people would have a chance to come up and meet me in person and not only hear my answers to questions, but also ask questions of me personally. Then also we walked along parade routes with our banner that had my name on it. And, and then we had one of our really great volunteers. He was always great about passing out flyers at events and protests and rallies. It was just, you know, real grassroots campaigning. We didn't have any radio advertising. We didn't have any television advertising. Uh, I think that could have made a difference had he been able to raise that kind of money. But, you know, just beyond even that, we had, of course, a lot of national media attention. You know, I think people, when they see that a candidate is on, you know, a national show, some people really get interested by that. And I think it was another way the people of Kansas got acquainted with me beyond more traditional mediums of meeting a candidate. Um, so there were a lot of ways that I was able to get out there, but I was not able to, you know, afford the high-priced television and radio commercials, which probably would have been able to kind of propel me closer to victory. But even without that, there were a good number of people who got to hear my message, and you know, we got to have a more open election. If you were elected, what would your plan have been? Would you have quit school? Had I won the election, I believe I would have quit school because when someone elects someone, they want them to be full-time advocates for the people of the state. And I think the only way to do that is to not have multiple large, important things in someone's life that might detract from that. I would say, no, I'm going to focus on serving the people that have elected me. And I would worry about continuing swimming after serving my time, whether it's four or eight years, had I been reelected. But I would have put the people that elected me over myself. And how do you feel about other kids running in different states, like maybe younger kids? This is actually interesting. Kansas was one of two states that had no requirement for state office. That has now been changed, partly due to my candidacy. They have closed the loophole. You don't have to be 25 in the state of Kansas to run. However, in the state of Vermont, there is still no requirement for statewide office. And actually, during the 2018 primaries, there was a 14-year-old candidate, Ethan Sonnebo, and I actually am pretty good friends with him, and I've been out to Vermont a couple of times to help him out once during the campaign and then once during the day of the primary. So I believe it's great. Anyone who feels like they can run should be able to run. I'm against requirements for office, at least age requirements. You know, of course, you have to be a citizen and a resident of the place, of the state and the nation, but um, I don't believe age should be a qualifier because the voters are the ultimate decider if someone is qualified because um, if they don't believe a person is qualified, they will elect them. So how do you think kids can get involved? You know, there are many ways. In some states, you can stand outside the entrance of a polling station and, you know, try to persuade people on voting for a certain candidate at the end of the polling place. Teenagers, especially, you know, can get involved by doing phone banking and door-to-door, or even with younger children, like sometimes families could go out um, canvassing. Some people might take well to seeing, you know, a mother or a son or a father and a daughter on a doorstep campaigning. Um, this depends on someone's age and what they want to do, but I think there's always something for everyone, whether that be helping out at a campaign office for a certain candidate, helping out with a march, helping out with a protest, a rally, uh, that be holding a sign, or whether that be helping organize in your area or starting a high school, you know, maybe a young Republicans or young Democrats, 
something like that at your high school or college. I mean, they're just depending, but there's always something for everybody. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me on. Jack is currently working on a book about his experience. He says the working title is Playing an Adults Game, and he hopes to have it out later this year. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you soon. Hey everyone, this is Nate's dad here to take care of some business for the show about politics. First up, our theme song was written by SoundsLikeAnEarful.com. They have a great music service for podcasters. Make sure to check it out at SoundsLikeAnEarful.com. And while I have your attention, here's another podcast that you may want to listen to if you're a fan of animals and you need some cool facts. Cool Facts About Animals is the name of the podcast. And, well, here's a sample. What animal has nine brains? And what species do the males give birth? The biggest animal that has ever lived is still alive today. This animal is immune to cancer. This animal only poops every ten days. What is it? Did you know you could squish the deadliest animals on Earth? And maybe you already have. Find out what animals we're talking about and learn a lot more about animals on Cool Facts About Animals, a podcast by kids and for kids.